You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners, to the table in the back of St. James Coffee Shop. Nick Medelsky here live in Rochester. Uh, Great to be with you this morning. Just had a very exciting talk with LaCosta Potter from the Diocese of Crookston and Catholic schools up there, hearing about the fantastic opportunities they're able to take advantage of, that K-12 through aligned theology curriculum is really exciting stuff. And like I said, next week is Catholic Schools Week, so what better time to talk about it. Uh, my next guest is a uh, Fairmont native, and uh, I... I mentioned Fairmont because uh, my in-laws live just south of there in uh, Esterville, Iowa, so Fairmont is somewhat familiar to me. Um, Isaac Landsteiner is the um, Director of Parish Social Outreach for Catholic Charities for Southern Minnesota, and he's going to tell us about what that title means because it might be an unfamiliar title. Um, People might be unfamiliar with Catholic Charities for Southern Minnesota, especially if they don't live in Southern Minnesota. Um, And Parish Social Outreach is kind of a unique title and a unique ministry that I'm excited uh, for our listeners to find out about with just what little I've read online, and I'm excited to hear it uh, straight from Isaac, what he has to tell us about it. So uh, good morning, Isaac. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, Could you let our listeners know a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah. Um, So, as Nick mentioned, I grew up in Fairmont um, in a pretty large Catholic family. Um, And for those who don't know, Fairmont's kind of in the middle of uh, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, not far from the Iowa border. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, I grew up in a large Catholic family, and that was kind of foundation of my faith. Um, In high school, I kind of took that on as my own, um, started doing a weekly holy hour um, uh, in preparation for confirmation. Uh, And then in the course of that prayer, kind of felt the Lord calling me uh, to discern in seminary whether he might be calling me to serve the Church as a priest. Mm. Um, So I went to seminary for four years, um, and then in that fourth year, um, discerned out of seminary. And Mm. uh, and it was right towards the end, so I was coming out of uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary uh, with this philosophy degree from St. Mary's University <laughs> and thinking, oh boy, what am I going to, what am I going <laughs> to do with this? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and so, but at the same time as I was kind of scratching my head and wondering, I did have this kind of deep peace about it and the sense that, you know, the Lord was going to use this for something, mm. um, and he has. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, so, uh, just recently, and and I've been trying to set this interview up for a few months, I think it was back in September, right? Uh, you started a new mm-hmm. position, this uh, Director of Parish Social Outreach with Catholic Charities uh, for Southern Minnesota. Could So could you tell our listeners a little bit about what that, uh, what that role is? Yeah, sure. Um, and you're right, it is a little bit hard to tell just from the name. <laughs> um, so I started actually in August. I started uh, as the oh. new director of parish social ministry uh, for Catholic Charities, um, and basically what that is is um, the work is to promote uh, awareness, education, and action on behalf of Catholic social teaching, uh, mm-hmm. which is going to require a little more explanation, I think, <laughs> right. for most people. 
Um, and Catholic social teaching is basically uh, the sum of the teachings of the Church um, in Revelation, both in Scripture and in tradition, um, on social ethics, so how we ought to live in society. Um, and like all, uh, you know, morality and ethics that the Church outlines, it's not really just a set of rules, but right. it's more based on the reality of who God is and, mm. you know, who human beings are and what makes us truly happy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Catholic social teaching is something that uh, it's easy to look around in the world and see <laughs> see th- uh, people, you know, where it's not being followed, where it's not being recognized and, and things mm-hmm. not doing well as a result. Um, can you put uh, maybe a little finer point on what sorts of things would fall under Catholic social teaching? I think most people are familiar with, like, doctrine and and general mm-hmm. morality within the church, but specifically what is kind of Catholic social teaching hone in on? Yeah, so it has to do with how we interact in society, and, and so the basic foundational pillar of it is um, the dignity of every human person, from conception mm-hmm. to natural death. That mm-hmm. should be a phrase familiar to most Catholics. <laughs> right. um, and, and from there, it kind of builds off into uh, different subject areas. You know, it talks about uh, the preferential option for the poor and how we have a responsibility to help them in their time of need. Um, we talk about care for God's creation. Um, a big one is uh, call to family, community, and participation. Um, so it, the family is the domestic church, but it's also the smallest cell of society. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it's where we learn how to love, how how to take on rights and responsibilities, how to interact with others. Um, and so that's also, along with life and dignity, is kind of one of the foundations of Catholic social teaching. If you're just tuning in, Isaac Landsteiner on the line with us, the Director of Parish Social Ministry for Catholic Charities in Southern Minnesota. Um, this uh, sounds like a really exciting job. When I when I read the uh, the article in the Courier about it, I was like, man, that sounds like a really cool job, <laughs> a really cool opportunity. How did you um, how did you come upon it? What kind of uh, moved you to to apply for the position? What what caught your interest? Yeah, so um, before I applied for this position, I was actually already working at Catholic Charities mm. um, in the program. And so, oh. um, yeah, And but in terms of how I heard about the program in the first place, yeah. um, you know, to kind of go back to my story a little bit, I uh, after I, I left seminary and was pondering what to do with my degree, um, I... I worked for a year doing just kind of odd and odds and ends types of work, and um, anyway, I saw this position uh, come up on uh, the diocesan website, and I thought I've always kind of had an interest in uh, politics, economics, society, ah. culture, um, and also uh, in theology and philosophy. Right. And so this was kind of like I read the position description, and this seemed like kind of the perfect synthesis of all of those interest areas, and right. so I thought, hey, I'll give this a shot. <laughs> um, and so and so I did. And so I, uh, I worked for two years as a deanery coordinator, so I worked in mm. um, the five counties around Mankato, uh, oh, doing, okay. kind of getting into the parishes and working with the parish staff and with volunteers and so on to promote Catholic social teaching. Uh, and then, like I say, this August, um, then I was promoted to the program director. Wonderful. Uh, so what is it, um, you know, we've been talking about kind of heady concepts in a way of, you know, Catholic social teaching and things like that. What is this uh, 
concretely look like on the ground as far as as your role and the role of the you know deanery coordinators and all that sort of stuff as far as you know this parish social ministry what does that look like on the ground that's a great question um, a lot of what we do is um based in education so we do hmm. um, a lot of bible studies uh focused oh. on catholic social teaching uh, because like you say it is a uh, can be a pretty heady topic mm-hmm. um and a lot of people just don't have the interest or the aptitude to delve right into an encyclical. Um, <laughs> right. And so so we are actually our past director of parish social ministry uh, developed a couple of Bible studies to kind of make it a little more approachable and then ground it in, in Scripture, a little more familiar terrain. Um, and so we conduct those. We've been conducting a lot of them over Zoom the last couple of years, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then also on the education front, uh, sometimes giving presentations in parishes uh, or, you know, teaching at Catholic schools or CCHD classes, or CCD classes, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's kind of the education element. Um, I also mentioned awareness and action. Um, and awareness, that's kind of the hardest one, I think. Um, but uh, one of the things we do to work with that is uh, several parishes in the diocese have uh, what are called social concerns committees or social justice committees. Mm. Um, and so we work with them to kind of identify the needs in their community and then, you know, how we as a church can respond to those needs, uh, which kind of gets them into the action. Um, so we try to promote individual action, but also uh, collective action. And that could be, you know, a parish service day in the community. Mm. Um, sometimes it's more so. Uh, on the side of advocacy. Um, So we work a lot with the Minnesota Catholic Conference to Mm. lobby legislators on certain bills, which I know is not everyone's favorite thing to do, but it's it's an important piece of the work, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, uh, like you said, it it might, the the advocacy and and legislative stuff might, uh, some people might shy away from that, but like you said, it is, it is very important. Um, mm-hmm. work that needs to be done and, and something that, uh, well, we, we all know that uh, uh, government left to its own devices isn't necessarily going to uh, gonna do uh, <laughs> things in the best interest of people sometimes. You know, it, people are yeah. people, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, um, that's absolutely right. And I've found, too, you know, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be, and mm-hmm. it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. These state legislators and, you know, national legislators, they're people. Right. They have families. They they have a job. They're like you and I. Um, and when you get to know them, it's not it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're uh, just tuning in, Isaac Landsteiner on the phone with me, uh, the director of Parish Social Ministry for Catholic Charities here in Southern Minnesota. Just talking about what that uh, what that title means, and it's it's a lot of exciting and important work. And I know sometimes people hear terms like social justice and things like that, and it kind of, you know, um, I don't know, uh, hmm, what's the right word? It turns them off, you know, they might not yeah. be interested in it at first. But really, it's it's the, you know, living out our faith, right? We don't uh, mm-hmm. check everything that we've learned in church at the door when we go out and then, you know, d- or don't worry about our brothers and sisters out there in the world, right? This is very much yeah. woven into the fabric of who we are as Catholics, right? And part of our witness in the world is addressing these social justice issues. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I think one thing I would like to share is 
kind of a foundational uh, quotation. Um, it's from uh, Pope Benedict's encyclical, God is Love. Mm. Um, and, and he says, The Church's deepest nature is expressed in her threefold responsibility of proclaiming the Word of God, of celebrating the sacraments, and of exercising the ministry of charity. Mm. These duties presuppose each other and are inseparable. For the Church, charity is not a kind of welfare activity which could equally well be left to others, but is a part of her nature, an indispensable expression of her very being. So it's exactly like you were saying, you know, the the Mass on Sunday is the source and summit of the faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that needs to be expressed in our daily lives beyond just Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the life of Christian discipleship, discipleship is more than just Sunday, and it's more than just prayer. You know, it's how we work, how we study, uh, what we buy and how much we buy, and especially mm-hmm. the relationships we have with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and really that that hammers at home right there when, when he uh, Pope Benedict places those three on almost equal footing, right, and says they're inseparable, mm-hmm. those three mm-hmm. things. So that, uh, I don't uh, I don't think, uh, hopefully anyone who's been kind of on the fence or, you know, maybe isn't quite familiar with social justice uh, and those kind of issues in charity, right, understands um, that just from that alone, uh, when the Holy yeah. Father says something like that, <laughs> just, just how important it is uh, to us in right. practicing our faith. Um, if you're just tuning in, Isaac Landsteiner on the phone with me, the Director of Parish Social Ministry for Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. Stick tuned with us uh, through the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. 
At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And good morning once again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Podelsky live at St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. Wonderful place to be. So excited to be with you this morning. Isaac Landsteiner on the phone with us, the Director of Parish Social Ministry for Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. Before the break, we talked about what that means and kind of uh, social ministry, social justice in general. And uh, now we'll kind of take things uh, locally here to Southern Minnesota. And uh, Isaac, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota does? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Catholic Charities is uh, structured in kind of a uh, an agency-oriented way. So every agency is associated with a diocese, and every agency offers um, different programs. But uh, Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota is blessed to offer a lot of different programs. Um, and so, and I'll have to apologize in advance in case I miss one uh, to my <laughs> colleagues. But um, but a, a few of them, uh, pregnancy, parenting, and adoption is one of our programs, um, and there's, you know, through that program we offer uh, financial help to uh, moms in need. Um, there's a program called Onward and Upward uh, mm-hmm. within that uh, that helps uh, women to complete a degree um, oh. to really have, especially single moms, to have the financial resources they need to, to care for their children and to, you know, say yes to life. Yeah, cool. um, Yeah, and then with that, also, the pregnancy, parenting, and adoption is the adoption work. Um, and uh, so that's obviously a very important part of the pro-life witness. Mm-hmm. Um, the next yeah, program, I would say, is, is active aging. Um, and through that program, we offer uh, classes, exercise classes uh, for staying fit after retirement. Um, there are some volunteer uh, programs uh, to to stay active in a sort of a different way um, uh, into old age and and just connecting connecting people with local um, organizations that they that they believe in and and providing some resources for them that way. Um, we have our counseling program, which offers uh, family and individual counseling, um, and also uh, works with uh, post-abortive women through Project Rachel. Mm. Um, and then we have our refugee resettlement, uh, which has been very busy resettling yeah. not only their normal refugee caseload, but also um, the evacuees from Afghanistan. Mm. Um, and so they've been working incredibly hard and doing great work, um, This, I mean, always, but this, this fall especially. Um, and then uh, we have also our um, housing program, uh, which operates a warming center, uh, which is sort of a low-barrier homeless shelter in Mm. uh, Rochester and in Winona, and then also Mm -hmm. a day center in Winona, 
um, as well as some transitional housing uh, units in Rochester. Um, and then, last, I think this is the last program, uh, Guardian Conservatorship Program. Um, we work with uh, adults who, uh, for various reasons, are in need of a legal guardian or a conservator uh-huh. of their estate. Um, and so a lot of that works with uh, government contracts, but, you know, provides a very important uh, need uh, for those people. Uh, and I think, I really hope that that's everything. I'm going to feel bad <laughs> if I forgot someone. Well, there's so many uh, fantastic programs, and that's the thing uh, when you look at, for example, um, like I said, uh, Catholic Charities, uh, even just here in southern Minnesota, is there's so many interesting things and so many wonderful mm-hmm. important things uh that catholic charities is doing and i think sometimes people don't realize it you know you see catholic charities the little logo maybe in the bulletin see a little blurb mm-hmm. about it here and there but i don't think most people realize just how far-reaching um of programs they're able to uh to make happen especially you know um i'm sure it's just like a lot of other catholic ministries where it's not you know an expansive unlimited budget um to do these yeah. programs so <laughs> Being able to do these things, um, really, and, and uh, you know, like you said earlier, uh, res- respecting and supporting the dignity of human life from, from mm-hmm. womb to tomb uh, to natural exactly. death is uh, so very important. And uh, it's wonderful to hear that the Catholic Charities here in southern Minnesota, and I'm sure, you know, uh, the other Catholic Charities, they're all over the United States, you know, are involved in this important work. So uh, just fantastic to hear that and great to share that uh that uh, that story with others and a lot of a lot of other interviews uh, I'm excited to do in the future. So, um, but yeah. back back to your your department. Uh, what are some kind of projects? I know you mentioned the Bible studies uh, earlier on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what other projects are you working on? Yeah, the Bible studies are kind of an ongoing thing, but in terms of what we're really focused on right now. Uh, one that I'm very excited about um, is uh, we're responding to um, some needs in the Worthington area um, through uh, what's called the CARE program, uh, which is an acronym, and I should know what it stands for, but <laughs> even better, I can tell you what it is. No, uh, And what, what it is is uh, accompanying uh, undocumented immigrants ah. um, to, to court hearings at immigration court and then also to uh, check-ins with uh, ICE check-ins. Um, mm. And so, uh, so what? What we found out uh, is that, as many people know, uh, Worthington is has a lot of immigrants um, from all over the world. It's it's among the most diverse communities in the entire state, mm. actually. Um, and what we discovered is that you know a lot of undocumented immigrants can't get a driver's license the way that current state law is, uh, and so it's right. a challenge uh, to attend immigration court, which is in the Twin Cities. Mm. Um, and so uh, some people responded to that need in Worthington uh, by offering to bring people up for pay, but the cost was in excess of $500 a person per trip. Oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, some, some uh, local Catholics heard about that and uh, in, in sort of a grassroots kind of way said, you know, we can do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> we can help these people. Um, so yeah. there's there's been kind of an informal volunteer uh, setup for that for quite some time, um, but now with the CARE program, which is actually a program through the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, 
Um, we're hoping to make that a little more formal and uh, a little more organized. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so that's one thing I'm really excited about. We're, it's not quite ready to launch yet, but we're getting close. Um, and I think that's such an important need. Yeah, absolutely. And and like like, I I couldn't imagine having to pay five hundred dollars to go to the yeah. cities when you're already worried about all of the other legal fees and everything else involved with immigration mm-hmm. hearings. Uh, so that's that's great that the community stepped up and that Catholic Charities is able to step in behind and say, okay, let's you know make sure this is uh, you know give give uh, some more formality to it, right, um, mm-hmm. and to make sure that program continues. So that's. That's fantastic to hear just all the wonderful things uh, Catholic Charities is able to be involved in. And just, like you said, Catholics on the ground, right? Because you said that started yeah. as a grassroots effort. Uh, that's, uh, that's just great to hear. Um, so um, I think we've, we've covered this in, in, uh, in a bunch of different ways, I guess. <laughs> but uh, before we go, um, how has your experience been uh, with Catholic Charities so far? Uh, it's been excellent. Um, you know, I it, it's been a little interesting in some ways because I originally started working about eight weeks before the pandemic, or eight months rather. Um, oh wow! So for most of my time working at Catholic Charities, um, I've been working from home, and mm. so you don't have that as much of that sense of collegiality and and oh yeah, um, and kind of yeah, just work work atmosphere and culture, um, but. You know, in the last year, we've had a couple uh, group events, agency events, and uh, I feel like I've really gotten to know the coworkers a lot better. And I've gotten a clear sense that not only are all my coworkers very competent professionally, uh, you know, they they bring they bring the best best of their the expertise of their you know specific fields, but they really care a lot. Um, a lot of these people could be doing something else. Um, and oftentimes for better pay, uh, right. but they're at Catholic Charities because of what Catholic Charities stands for um, in really providing hope to those who are most in need. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Real quick, uh, could you let listeners know a uh, website where they can find out more information about Catholic Charities? Yeah, absolutely. The website is www.ccsomn.org. And there are links on there to volunteer, to donate, if you feel so inclined. Um, And then lastly, I would just ask for everyone listening, please keep us in your prayer. The work that we do is a really privileged place of encounter with the clients we serve. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us this morning, Isaac. Uh, stick with us through the break. Uh, after uh, At the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Father Metzger uh, from the uh, Diocese of Fargo about vocations and Catholic schools. Like I said, getting that, that jump start on Catholic Schools Week. So stay tuned through the break. Uh, thanks for joining us. 